Howdy, howdy, y'all. Hey, guys. Welcome. Welcome back. I know. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a while, but this is... been two weeks we haven't published anything (laughs) because we've been gone. I know. You guys, by the way... It seems like a long time because we were doing it every Monday. I know. We missed two Mondays in a row. I know. And in case you're wondering, like, okay, who are these guys? I'm Deborah Clore. This is my awesome husband, Lee Clore. Lee, Mr. Cool Clore. Okay. And yeah, you guys have found the Team Libra podcast. I have missed this setup. I'm not going to lie. Very much. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. And I don't think I convicted you in the whole Lee, Mr. Cool, because you just sort of like by that. <laughs> it's okay, though. I gave you that patronize, patronizing uh, yeah. chuckle. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. No, it's just funny because even though we chat about like, you know, kind of some things that we're interested in talking about or that we might hit like in this episode, yeah. it's just, you you always <clears throat> surprise me with something funny and I just love I'm it. I'm not deep. I'm not a deep person, <laughs> but like stuff just comes slinging across my brain and I try to catch it and throw it out there. I know. I think it's funny. It's yeah. one of the things I love about you. <laughs> just keep me laughing and curious and on my toes. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to be talking about our trip, the reason why we were gone for yes. two weeks of doing this stuff. Yeah. We weren't gone for two weeks, but we'll get into that. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a couple other up, things. I was say, we yeah. just wrapped up Father's Day weekend yep. and just some other fun rabbit trails that I'm actually excited just to talk to you on on the air. Yeah. Follow <laughs> us on our website at teamlibro.com. Mm-hmm. Go to your podcast app and follow and like us at the top and like yeah. this podcast and like the other ones listen to all of them i think you'll enjoy For them sure. and uh share them with your friends and get people knowing about them and all that stuff and yeah, give us uh, a review let us know yeah. oh oh yeah and we also have an email if email you guys address yes at team libra up. at gmail.com so send us some information yeah we want to hear from you but for now let's, let's go ahead and just it. see what we can come up with tonight I'm let's excited. go Did you miss that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Say that. Say that again that you just said. All right. All right. All right. So I would venture to say that a lot of folks out there recognize that, but I wonder if they know, number one, who said it, and number two, the movie Mm. that it came from. Because I can tell you when when I first heard you say that or we, whatever, I first paid attention, I knew who said it, which was who. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, but I had never seen the movie ah, that that was from. Did you watch it with me? I did. <laughs> and what movie was that? It was uh, Dazed, Dazed and, Confused, and Confused, one of my favorites. I had heard about it, that movie, but I had never watched it. I don't know if you enjoyed it as much as like I've made it out to be, but it's a great coming-of-age uh, movie, comedy, kind of a comedy drama slash uh, Matthew McConaughey's was it like his first, first movie? His major, first movie. Then, all yeah. right, all right, all right, was his he was, first. I was to say he was words, like this. his first, and it was off the cuff. Oh, that's right. That was a fun story. Yes, he wasn't even supposed to. I, if you want a good book and you like Matthew <laughs> McConaughey, then go check out his Green Lights book. I read it last year, and I, I like Matthew McConaughey. Some people don't, but his book Green Lights was pretty good, and he does talk about. That movie, and it was his first ones. He wasn't even supposed to be on that night. He was supposed to shoot the next night. And they said, hey, let's get yours in here now. So he had not had a chance to really nail down his script. 
And he said, he gives the reasons why he says all three, all right, all right, all right. Because he was saying, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. I'm all cool. So I'm just going to roll <laughs> right into the scene. And I'm going to say the first thing that comes to my mind and I'm just feeling right. And uh, it goes from there. And he just took off with all of his little comments. His and little personality and stuff. And from yeah, there, kind of a star was born. I know. So, yeah. And it goes, this book goes into his life story of his his dad, growing who up was very yeah. hard on him, and growing up as well as going through his movies in the rom com era of his time, and mm-hmm. how he had to he wanted to break free of rom com, sure, and uh, which cost him a lot because he was like, I'm not doing any more of them. Even though he had all these coming in, he could have made multi yeah. multi millions, which he's made that anyway. <laughs> but he made the jump. It took him like a, a few years before he actually got another script. Because yeah. people just saw him pegged as a romantic comedy guy. Almost like child stars, too. Yep. You know, like yep. they just are the kid. And then when they grow up and get past that, like 18, 19, 20, sometimes if they can't redefine themselves, they're just yes. done, you know, because you see him as that cute little kid. I think of um, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. Like, he, I know he tried to do some other stuff like this kind of, it's kind of like, not a horror movie. Anyway, but it was like after he had been the little kid in Home Alone, he's like super cute. And then he had tried to break out, but you don't, I don't yeah. really hardly know anything of him as an adult. It's pretty tough. Um, see, Mud, I think, was one of his first ones. Oh, Dallas Buyers Club, The Wolf of Wall Street, Interstellar. So I'm trying to find that rom-com area. It's gold. Why Rick Kubo and the Two Strings? But anyway, he went hmm. to that whole rom-com section there where they just kind of fool's gold. I was going to say fool's gold and um, wedding planner. Yep. So and how do you lose a guy in those, 10 days? Yeah. <laughs> those are pretty much the only ones of his I've seen that were the... Oh, yeah, the here it is. Them. So it's, it's Failure to Launch, We Are Marshals, Fool's Gold, Tropic Thunder, Surfer Dude. Well, We Are Marshals. Lincoln, Mar- really. Lincoln Lawyer, if I remember right, in the book is when he talks about... Because it was from 2008 to 2011 before he picked up Lincoln Lawyer. Gotcha. So he had that break in there because nobody wanted to cast him. They thought of him as that... Right. He was trying to jump into Anyway... Huh. That's a lot more about Matthew McConaughey than I wanted to do. <laughs> I know really a little funny. bit about him. I, I remember some things from my reading. So <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. I know you really enjoyed that book. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Good. So we mentioned earlier, we have just finished up Father's Day weekend. And yes. so happy Father's Day to all those out there. Yes, all you, all you fathers out there. Happy Father's <laughs> Father Day. Father figures. I know. Yep, stepdads. Exactly. People well, are involved in kids' lives. It's crazy because I was thinking, you know, I do post things on Facebook and, you know, a lot of times those days that we celebrate can be <clears throat> painful for certain people. You know, yeah. whether like my dad has been gone for, oh my gosh, already five years so, I mean, I still remember him with fondness, but, you know, he's not here. So that's a little bit sad. But, you know, I know a lot of people have like amazing people that came into their lives to kind of help, you know, fill that role if maybe that wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, something that you had like from your own dad. But, you know, hopefully God provided somebody, you know, for that for you. Yeah. So I think, I think people cool. celebrate stepdads sure. out there in that too. Um, a lot yeah. of times you. Grandpas. Yeah. Grandpas. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's cool. So, hopefully, 
Everybody celebrate it. But I could not help. It's so funny because you think about Mother's Day versus Father's Day and Mother's Day just kind of has this different aura to it. You know, it's like sentimental and like the dads are making sure they make sure the kids do stuff, you know, yeah. this kind of stuff. Because you're and trying then, to, you're like, I'm for, not going to get in trouble. So. And if you didn't do anything for Mother's Day, like everybody would be in trouble. Like the family would not be okay that day if no. you did nothing. But then when you think about just guys in general, usually, and like I think about you, even with birthdays, you know, we've kind of joked about how you know, for me and a couple of my friends, like birthdays are a huge deal. And you're like, it's like a month yeah, long. It's just another day <laughs> for me. It's like, yeah. So and not, my brother's the same. So yeah. I think, but anyway, so for father's day, you don't necessarily have all that lovey dovey, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. It's just like, Hey, let's grill out or Hey, okay. Thanks for the happy so, father's day. That's or, a good question <laughs> is ask, you know, if you're out there, drop us an email and let us know, did you, Take your husband or the kids take the husband, the dad, breakfast in bed like you see is what's basically done for mothers, breakfast in bed, clean the house. Right. What did the kids do for the fathers if the kids help clean the house and do all these extra things on Mother's Day? What (laughs) did did you kind of do? Cut the grass and do the weed eating and fix the car. (laughs) We went my kids are older, eighteen and twenty two. Two. And uh so we went just to met him for lunch mm-hmm. down this in Georgia. Time. Yep. And that was a great time because we got back and so we had our, our time with him and it was a great two hours. And of course, my daughter who's married, she has to hit four different places. Yeah. <laughs> so she's got Adam's dad and Adam's stepdad and then me. Yeah. And that's three. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, she's got three different places she's got to go to in order to, to do it over that Two holiday. Two families, yeah. yes. You start spreading, have to spread, spread the time. Spread those things out. So, but <laughs> so we, we try get, to make it easy for him. <laughs> yeah. So And you and I got back and we cleaned the house together. Got Caleb helping to clean the house with that us. That filled my love cup. Yeah. <laughs> Having everybody help get the house clean. <laughs> and then we went and played volleyball. So that we worked did. out great. Yeah. So did yeah, that for a couple fun. hours. Yeah. So I I was trying to look up like what is the top gift that is purchased for fathers on Father's Day. And it was... I'm going to say, let me guess. Ties? Because I think ties, at least ties are a joke. I know on my Facebook post I wrote, Father's Day equals no No ties. ties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, It didn't... There was was nothing. Like, it, it wasn't like, oh, everybody buys this for dads. It had great ideas for 2023 or like good ideas for dad or whatever. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like, Oh, this is what everybody gets. But it was funny because again, I'm kind of comparing the mothers and the fathers. So I went and said, okay, what is, which gift is most purchased on mother's day? And boom, like there was an answer there, which is uh, flowers. flowers. Yeah. So I was like, it's just funny to me how yeah fathers are just kind of all over the place. Whereas moms tend to be. Yeah. I wonder what exactly people did out there. What did their, wives do for their husbands Mm -hmm. what did the children do for their husbands yeah yeah that's just kind of fun the differences but i actually go ahead did you want to someday some dads probably want that time away they go golfing with their buddies oh yeah that's their thing or Mm -hmm. they're like me i'm less about getting away from the kids and more about being around them because i just i'm not a golf or anything else so for me it made me very happy just having lunch time with them and spending like an hour and a half that was Spending great time. enough for me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that would be fun to hear uh, how people celebrate a Father's Day and circle back around to that next year. So teamlibra at gmail.com. I know. 
I know. Yeah. So, but I did look up like just interesting facts mm-hmm. about Father's Day. Yeah. Um, because Father's Day is like a fairly, what I would call like a modern um, celebration in a way. But I did find that the first um, modern Father's Day was actually rooted in tragedy. So mm. there was, it was in 1908 and there was supposedly the same year that Mother's Day uh, was kind of put in place, but there is a small church in West Virginia and they were wanting to honor fathers and they were actually having, um, doing something in remembrance of 362 men that were killed the previous December, which would have been like, you know, six months earlier. Um, killed how? They were killed in a mining explosion. So this is uh, West Virginia. Yep. So it was a mining explosion. Um, and and it did not go nationwide immediately. I think it was like three years later um, when it actually like expanded. But I mm. thought, oh, that's kind of, yeah. that's a sad start. But um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. But Washington was actually the first state mm. um, like to statewide recognize Father's Day. And that was like the, a year later, 1909. So um Somebody was listening to a last name Dodd, listening to a Mother's Day sermon at her church, and then she wanted to honor dads as well. So I was just kind of inspired by that. So very interesting. That was kind of cool. And then it said that um, in when did it break away from? Oh, so the holiday broke broke out of Washington State. Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Um, Unfurled an American flag, um, bringing it all the way from Washington D.C., and that was in 1916. Um, so anyway, that was when they tried to like break it out of Washington State. But I don't know. Hmm. I just thought that was now kind it's of fun. recognized. Yeah, but all it says it, it wasn't officially recognized as a national holiday. I Guess if what? Father's year? Day is a, um, national holiday. National holiday. I'm going to say 1972. Stop it. Did you look that up? No, I did not. I was just doing, <laughs> yes, I was about to say 1968. Wow. That is literally the year. I was like, he looked that up over there. No, I was actually looking up <laughs> Father's Day International because I wanted to know if Father's Day is something celebrated. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting thought. This International Day, which falls on June 18th this year, is observed to honor fathers celebrated on the 3rd. Is it your? The 3rd Sunday in June. That was mm-hmm. another new thing. That I learned. Father's Day around the world. So evidently it is celebrated in most places around the world. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Because, yeah, you know, we think of a lot of the holidays we celebrate and they don't go. I used to teach little kid, teach English to little kids in China. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christmas, we're like super big on Christmas here in the United States. And while a lot of those kids maybe knew about Christmas, um, especially because they were in more affluent families that probably were a little more aware of like other countries, but it was not, you know, it's definitely not a holiday that a lot of other countries celebrate. Well, it seems like Father's Day is celebrated in different ways around the world. Mm-hmm. So it is on the third Sunday, even though it's third Sunday of June here, mm-hmm. um, Spain, Italy, and Portugal they celebrated on March 19th. So huh. Father's Day is the same day as the Feast of St. Joseph, okay. who's the patron saint of fathers. Oh, well, that makes sense. And in Germany, Father's Day is celebrated on the same date as Ascension Day. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I did see something that says that in France or for the French, it's all about lighters. Huh. So really? they do talk about St. Joseph, and it says uh, a French lighter company called... <clears throat> 
Flamineer, which I'm saying wrong because I can't speak French. But yeah, they create. They, it was like a marketing thing. Oh. <laughs> they just like created this new Father's Day to help sell their products. <laughs> so nice. in Taiwan, Father's Day is celebrated on August eighth, as the Chinese for eight is Ba, while a colloquial word for father is Ba Ba. So the eighth day of the eighth month sounds like Da Da. Daddy. Oh, interesting. This was also the date for Father's Day in China, but the date was moved to the third Sunday in June. Oh. So China followed suit with us. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So I did see something about how much money. So it says Americans are expected to spend more than $20 billion on Father's Day gifts. Really? With a B. Well, my son Bravo. came close to it. <laughs> he didn't tell you how much he spent on that, did he? No, I didn't hear. I'm sure it was hundreds. It was over 100, which was a okay. lot more than what I would have okay. expected for a Father's Day gift. Right, it was a very right, nice right. gift, really cool. It's a bourbon. It's decanter. a glass decanter mm-hmm. shaped like an AR-15. <laughs> uh has a silencer on it for a cap, like a but you fill it with bourbon. So when I have my friends over for the 5 o'clock happy, hour. happy hours, <laughs> I can give them literally shots from that <laughs> yeah. AR-15. It was pretty cool. It was really neat. All made of glass. Yeah. Really great looking. It's just like a looks good, great cool conversation piece. But I and figured it, it was going to be. It did come with four glasses. Four glasses with, yeah. a, with a round. It's partially like going it's into it. Like it's penetrated, yeah. So it's really cool. A really neat little piece to sit up on top of the refrigerator and use. Yeah. But I was surprised because that adds to that 20 billion dollars and a lot of that you know golfing i guess do they count what the fathers spend on that day because they'll go golfing or they'll go do maybe steak with as much as steak oh, costs. oh i bet Ooh, which I is bet. as expensive as steak costs right now probably wouldn't be hard to make 20 billion for like 10 families <laughs> well as much as that is on our amazing fathers it doesn't it doesn't reach mother's day so twenty billion. So twenty for billion fathers. for the dads. How much for the moms? I'm gonna say five times that. So a hundred billion. Yeah. Okay, you overreached on that one. Well, I know, but okay, I just, the difference of so it so moms. Whenever this article was written, it was thirty one point seven billion. Wow. Which eleven point seven billion? Like that's, that's a, a lot. That's of money. a big difference. Oh I'd gosh, t- that was only in. I need to update my stats. That was from not recently. Not that recently. I'm sure it went up a lot from them, but anyway, that was kind of fun. So those are just some fun Father's Day things. I have to admit, like, my dad was pretty easygoing. So, I mean, if anything, he probably would have wanted us to go play golf with him or watch golf on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but I was always watching golf on TV, those tournaments, especially Saturdays, especially Sunday afternoons. Yeah. But we always try to do, I don't know, something fun. But he was pretty easygoing and low-key. So, yeah, I, don't I mean know. that's pretty much the way I see it. It's just it's a great time to spend with the kids because Audra lives about an hour away, so yeah. we met about halfway. Yeah, so I had both my kids there, my son-in-law, and yeah. you know I couldn't ask for more. Yeah, I mean it was it, good. They didn't have what they got me. They both got me something, but if they not got me anything, yeah, it was a great just the time. time. Yes, yeah, well, it was fun. So hopefully you guys had. A fun day, and and even if your dad's not around, hopefully fun memories. But um, but that is not only we go back uh, like a week or two weeks before that, we were also able to spend time with the kids because we went on a trip to out west. Yes. 
So yeah, yeah we were able to go out west. We yes, were, it we was were a, just celebrating. Yeah, Caleb was graduating high school, mm-hmm. 18 years old. And you know, at this time of year, a lot of people do graduation parties. And yep. I did it for Audra because um, we wouldn't have been able to then do what we did on this trip. Um, it just, we planned it really well for the last six months with Audra and Adam and Caleb, mostly Audra and, and you. And it was pretty cool because I didn't have to do a whole lot of planning. Yeah. Um, but in lieu of a graduation party for Caleb, we went out West. So we, we planned did. this really cool trip because, you know, when we got married, you and I went on a honeymoon, mm-hmm. stayed in Las Vegas, but we barely... Barely stayed in Las Vegas. We were yeah, gone we on the road. Yeah, we were going to Vegas. We were just out west. Yeah, it was just a good spot for us to go to Zion in the Grand Canyon. And Caleb wanted to see that I so know. Much. The kids were like, oh, you guys went to the Grand Canyon? Yes. We want to go. So, of course, we put that in the back of our minds. Like, okay, yeah, we need yeah, to take them out that. there. So, this is a great time because their families haven't really got started yet where they can't go with us. Yeah. No so, ties. we just jumped on a plane on a Sunday morning very early flew out to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And from Phoenix, we hit a bunch of parks and we'll talk about this trip, but we just made our way up to Salt Lake City and flew back yep. home the Saturday following that Sunday. So we had a whole week yeah, out whole west week. in the southwest part of the United States. Beautiful. Um, there were some advantages to being this time of year and some disadvantages. So, Oh, yeah. But yes, it was a fun trip, you know, driving out of Phoenix. You get there and you get all the excitement. You got your rental car. Everything's brand new. And you're thinking about this whole week you got day. in front of it. Yep. Yeah. You haven't hit anything yet, but there's so much opportunity for adventure. Yeah. Um, and you've got a list. We've, we planned it out so we could make sure we booked our Airbnbs all the way through. Yeah. Make sure nothing fell through the cracks, which yep. I will have to say between Audra and me. And of course, I mean, I would check in with Lee and, but you know, she and I were kind of finding the places and figuring out. Okay, where do we want to stay that night? Like, how long do we want to drive that night? How far do we want to go? Yada, yada. What's our first thing the next morning? Like, we don't want to be waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to have to drive three hours somewhere. So it really was a group effort. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we just had kind of decided and we warned the kids. Yep. We're going to pack a lot of stuff in this trip. This was not a lay on the beach, relax, sleeping all day. Like, well, they kind of did sleep in the car, but this was not a lounging vacation. This is not a cruise. This is not a beach vacation. (laughs) You're in the car or you're on a trail, on a dusty trail, hiking up a mountain. (laughs) Yeah. Or you're at the Airbnb. So it's very little time. There's no hanging out, just doing everything had a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we were, you know, we just figured, hey, when's the next opportunity that all five of us are going to be able to get together? There's so many amazing things to see in that strip. Yeah. And so we're like, let's just try to do as much as we can. And, you know, made sure that each of the kids kind of put like, hey, what's like this really cool thing that you'd want to do? Um, so Caleb's deal was, I knew he liked to jump off of like cliffs and stuff like here in the mountains, North Carolina, he'll go up and there's like Buster butt falls and they'll climb on rocks and jump in the deep water and stuff like that. So, um, I had kind of trying to find something like that. And so he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's something I want to do. And then, um, we made it up to Sedona from from Phoenix. So our first stop and all through this trip, we traveled 1400 miles in a car (laughs) and Deborah and I drove all of it because you had to be 25 or older to yeah, drive the car. So PSA, they to be slept 25 in, to yeah, they slept in the vehicle around. and we had a, a, a roomy vehicle. It was a perfect amount of space for what we were carrying. At first I didn't think so, but it worked out perfectly. And so we were on the road two hours to four hours at a time in between 
But our first stop was Sedona. Which is like a top destination. Yes. I was kind of looking at <clears> top <throat> Arizona destinations. and That's where Grasshopper Point was at. Mm-hmm. So went into that city. And, then, and what I was getting at just a minute ago is like, once you got into Sedona and you headed up towards Salt Lake City all the way through, about every 20 miles, the landscape changed. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. We're in the mountains of North Carolina. You see mountains and then you see flatland right. until you get to the beach. I mean, there's just, it's pretty much that type of landscape mm-hmm. out there. It was beautiful as if you've been out there before you recognize, but it'd be valleys, it'd be high mountains, it'd be desert, it would be, you know. Yes, grass, no grass, yep. yes, trees, no trees. It was just really <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's really neat just to see all the different landscapes in the country. So in Sedona, was that, mm-hmm. um, I forgot the name of the church, but it was Oh, the Cathedral on the Rock? Cathedral on the Rock, uh, Rock I think Yeah, it was. something like that. Um, yeah. I didn't even realize I was running into that because... I thought it was around Sedona, but I thought it was going to be somewhere a lot harder to see. Right. And it wasn't necessarily as big, you know, because you see pictures, but it still is pretty cool. It was just a Chapel woman. Chapel of the Holy Cross. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes, I just happened to look it up. <laughs> so I was not even close. On yeah. The name and in the pictures, it looks a lot bigger. I mean, it's pretty cool and big. I mean, it's pretty neat where it is, too. Yes, I mean, it's literally it's like built in the, the mountain. Yeah, yep. like in the rock. And it's got yeah. a big cross there. Yeah, and we drove cool. over to Grasshopper Point, which is just on the other side of Sedona. Yeah. And that is what Caleb wanted to do. We walked down on the rocky boulders and everything else. It was kind of, un, you know, he had to get back to it. But there was a lot of people there and they were jumping yeah, off the cliffs. Yeah, because that was a Sunday afternoon. Yep. So, And it's funny because Caleb is so used to like jumping off of pretty high spots. Yeah. He he would like, everybody else is jumping off of this spot or that spot. It's probably about 26 foot because it's where I jumped off. Okay. And then he found like a little bit of a next level. Oh, and then once about, he jumped off, then you had a couple of the other guys that are like, okay, like I'll, I'll jump too. 35 to 40 foot. It was way <laughs> But he was there. like leading the pack. There was another area that he had looked at and thought about, but it was too recessed oh. back and it would have been too hard to get like clear yeah, I the rock in front of you. So I had to go into dad mode like, there and say, listen, no. We're first night here. If you don't, not only do you have to jump down to the water, but right. you have to jump out yeah, to like clear all the rocks the in the rocks. bottom and, and still hit the water in the area it was going to be the yeah, deepest. So, and once he got up there, he... Yeah. yeah that that was the one part I had to pull dad on him. So. <laughs> but but you, he definitely was leading the pack. I jumped off like the lowest, one of the lowest points. Yeah, it was still cool. You jumped off. You screened all the way down. When I, I show that video, it's like rather, like everybody <laughs> giggles when they, well, none of the guys I know giggle. All the guys <laughs> laugh. But then I jumped off one, that one is about 26 foot. Yeah. And that was a little bit higher up. I've, you know, I'm hmm. used to, I used to rock climb all the time. So I had this ability to be high. I'm not scared of heights, but not doing it for a long time. Right. Standing up there you and, and you're going down to the water. But you're just kind of still trying to talk yourself into it. Which can be it. painful still if you don't land right. Water yes. can be very painful. <laughs> so I'm standing up there and I'm, I'm up there about five minutes or so and I'm still trying to just get myself ready. And this little seven-year-old kid, he's about that size. He was short. He comes walking up behind me on the, the rock and he goes, are you still thinking about it? And I was like, yep. And he goes, well, don't think about it. Be about it. And he goes, runs and jumped <laughs> off that thing. Words of wisdom Blash. from a youngin. And I look at him like, well, there's no well, way dang. I'm walking down now because I will never hear the end of this. So I just said, you know, the only way down is into the at water. So point, yeah. I just went ahead and ran and Ugh. jumped off. And it wasn't bad. I'd have done it again, but the water right. was a little cold. But basically, Caleb jumped up there a few times. And that's mm-hmm. that's what we were there for is for his opportunity to have fun yeah. and show off. So I realize what is scary for me on stuff like that. Cause I did go, we all went up to Buster, but last year, last year we went mm-hmm. up to Buster, Butt falls around Father's, on Father's Day. Day. Yeah. So it was kind of a close time, 
And so I just realized like, for me, the fear is like, once you commit and you jump off that rock, you can't change your mind. Like you no. can't turn around. You just have to get into the water. So for Make me, sure it's just down there. point point of no turning back. But anyway, so that was, yeah, that was really fun. And then we kind of went on from there, kind of walked around Sedona a little bit. And then we, um, which anytime we talked about like headed to Arizona and Grand Canyon, yes. I had probably like five or six people personally say, you guys have to go to Sedona. Like Sedona's you need to go. Cool. So it was just super pretty. And if you look at pictures of just the way the mountains are and the red color, mm-hmm. like at the bottom of the mountain. So it was very picturesque. Um, yes. just fun. We just walked around for a little bit after, but we'll have a post on this pretty soon too on eight to eight vibes.com. Oh, yeah. Our, our yeah. hiking slash tourism of West North Carolina, um, website. And we'll have a post on there. Maybe we'll share a short link off of this website of our team Libra.com that, point short that right way. back to eight but we'll and there'll be videos and everything else but that yeah. night we did hit sedona sedona was pretty cool we walked around fun. took a few pictures got some ice cream i don't yeah. know if we we didn't really just eat checking there. things out I, the piece of pizza and stuff yeah. just some snacks but um yeah so we, then we just moved on and then ended up staying that night in flagstaff, flagstaff so, yeah yeah so we had an airbnb that you booked there really cool place right there cool ranch outside house. of flagstaff yeah it had that um 70s kind of feel to yeah. it and the neighborhood was pretty cool uh it was just a really neat little vibes house uh and we went in into town and ate at that burger place oh yeah el diablo golly how do you remember that name was, <laughs> i was just getting ready to say what was the name of the thing it's, okay wow or diablo burger i think actually is what it was called both of those are closer than what i would have done <laughs> that was pretty amazing so yes yeah good food there yeah. It's fun. So we hung out just a little while. We went back to the room because we knew we were going to be tired. And we had our big jump the next morning because we were basically oh, an hour yeah. here. The next hour and day half there. was a time crunch. Like we yes. knew the first, well, from, yeah, from that, we knew that for that Monday morning was going to be pretty tight, pretty early. Yes. Because um, we were going from Flagstaff to Grand Canyon, but we had a time crunch with our next spot. So, yeah, we had to get to. Antelope Canyon by the time we had it booked because yeah. you had to book that. We needed to be there by three and we had to be checked in there by 2.15. Right. So we had a time we needed. We wanted to get into the Grand Canyon and take them down South Kebab Trail. You and I had done that. Mm-hmm. When we, you Not and just I went looking to, at Grand Canyon, yeah, but like going down into hiking it. down into a little bit. I totally recommend doing that. Yes, because like, you and I went all the way down to Skeleton, Skeleton Point. Point or yeah, yeah, way down deep into it. It's like a two or a three hour hours, hike yeah, down, down into in. it. Now, yeah. I knew the kids and us would not get right. that because we had a time crunch, but we got them down to Aha Point, which was or still, I think it was two and a half miles round trip, or maybe it was maybe. two miles I down. I think it was about two and a half yeah. total. It was, so, it was a good amount. Yeah. We knew we needed to come out of there and be in the car <laughs> yeah. by 1130. Can you imagine? We went, we woke up, drove to the Grand Canyon, hiked down, and came back out, and we were like, in the car before 1130 for our yes. next spot. So yes. I'm telling you guys, we were like, boom, boom, boom on this vacation. And from Grand Canyon, and they love Grand We got some great oh. footage in Grand Canyon. But I mean, that was the first Still, one they really one saw. The they were like, places. I'm like, you guys are going to love this. Maybe not as much as Zion. But you know, Grand Canyon is really, it is it's so deep and so huge. Worth seeing. Like what I look at, it was like 270 miles long or 217. Yeah. Like it's, and then 30 some miles wide. It's yeah. It's vast. Yeah. And when you go down into it, like we went all the way to Skeleton's Point. That was mm-hmm. way down Where into it. Where you could it. see the Colorado River But down you there. still, it was, Colorado River was not close to us. No, There was no, still no. a long still ways way down to down. it. Yeah. You're hiking for like two and a half hours down into the canyon. And then you look and you're like, oh my gosh, like there's more 
crevasses down there that are just as long as what I just hiked. It's just so If we massive. ever made it back to Grand Canyon, which I don't know, that's our second time. Sure. If we did, it would be only for the purpose of hiking all the way across it. Because you can oh. go down one side on the south rim and go across the river on this big Seriously? bridge. Seriously? And then you come out the other side oh on the north gosh. rim. So you hike all the way through it. That's, that's got to be like a week long. Yeah. Okay. Uh, be... It'd be a couple of days, yeah. Oh, okay. It goes all the way out to the other side. Oh, just I'm not days? sure. I'm not sure how long okay. it takes. But you do have but to have you a do pack. camp, yeah. You camp in it. There's different, a couple of different camp spots. That's pretty spots. cool. That's pretty cool. But a lot of people will do we'll make... like a donkey. Yeah. Like they ride the donkeys and... Um... I think the donkeys are mostly used to go to that rest area that... Down there, at the, you know, halfway down to Skeleton Point, they got that bathroom down there. Mm-hmm. They use those donkeys to go down there and haul out the... Well, no, but I'm saying like you can actually get on a donkey oh, and it will take... Oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I know that when when we went on our honeymoon, uh-huh. there was a young lady in my class who was also going to Arizona, like overlapping when we were going to be gone. And mm-hmm. she with her family or her dad, they were doing the donkey. Where I you would go be across. nervous because I feel control with my feet and my legs. And there was, some, <laughs> there was a couple sketchy moments. I mean, yeah. the trails weren't too bad, but... To be on a donkey and know Trusting that... Trusting his footing. Yeah. Or trust that he doesn't all of a sudden get this wild hair up his butt and decide to go off over the edge. I mean, maybe it's, it's not, not my... It's not a sheep. It may not be my time to go, but it may be the donkey's, the donkey's time to go. Time. And now I've got to go it's with him. Sticky. Yeah. You know? It's not your time to go, but you better get off because we're going hey, right now. Bad company, corrupts yeah. good character. <laughs> Guilt by association. So... Oh my gosh. If I'm walking so it... It may be tiring, but at least I know I can stop. <laughs> You're not going to have a muscle spasm. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So, yeah. Grand Canyon. Super awesome. You got, oh, got in the car. And, and I was oh. like, because we're, because after that, we did ha- head to Antelope. And that was one thing that luckily Audra and I were, were thinking about ahead of time because a lot of that stuff you can't just book at last minute, especially depending on the season that you're going. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I learned and I'm grateful we paid attention because we were a little limited on our times because we um, had booked a little late. So we were having to make do. So yeah, just pay attention. If you guys are planning something like that, just pay attention to, you know, if you need to get tickets a little earlier than you expected. We had two and a half hours from Grand Canyon to um, antelope mm-hmm. and we made it with an hour extra because we were just running yeah ahead. we, we did we ended up miscalculated yeah. so we could add a little bit more time at the grand canyon but the good it thing is, is that it worked out because they let us book that that three o'clock they let us book oh the two yeah they put us versus on the, the three one. yeah so that gave us we got down in there we were done by three and we were heading that next hour and a half up to um Kanab, utah headed so, to zion yeah so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so Ant- Zion was the next day. I was going to say, Antelope Canyon, um, I had not really heard of it until you and I went on our honeymoon mm-hmm. and your friend Dev, you know, yep. he was letting us stay in his motel. And so that gave us an opportunity to do a few extra things than we did. Thank you, Dev. Yeah, exactly. And so he had, I want to say he had mentioned Antelope Canyon and it put us a little outside where we were expecting to go, right. but we're like, well, let's just go because we don't know if we'll be here again. But it's just a really beautiful like formation um, that just takes place because of the wind and the water and, um, you know, the yep. sand and stuff there. And you just get these really awesome formations. They just look like, I don't know, they're just really beautiful. Sunlight hits them like at just certain times in the day where you can yep. really see those Bright colors. Oh my gosh. And reds. 
So that was one was of Audra's big things that she wanted to do. And yep. she, even after everything we did, that was still her favorite. So yep. that was pretty cool. It was really good. So yeah. we, And it's on Navajo land. So, you know, the Navajo Indians are running it, like a lot of family generations and stuff like right. that. So you had to pay for it. It is not a free one to get into. Mm-hmm. You have to reserve it and pay for it. I mean, it's not cheap, cheap, but it's, I mean, if you're going to be there, it's a great experience. And we went over right around the corner in Page. And uh, went to Horseshoe Bend, which you and I had been to before. Mm-hmm. And I often joke that it's a way too beautiful a place for as easy it is to get there. <laughs> I like to hike and be challenged to these things because you're thinking you're way out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, you're like earning it. <laughs> you're earning it, earning the view. But at Horseshoe Bend, you just park in a parking lot, pay $10 for the parking. And you walk out probably a thousand yards. The I was going to say, it was longer than I remembered. I yeah. was just thinking you walk up and over and boom, you But it was there. really flat It was like gravel, a 10... Real pea gravel stuff. I mean, yeah, it's an People easy walk, but... People were in flip-flops. Right, yeah. Uh, you don't need hiking boots. Yeah, it, it but it was hot. It probably annoyed me more that people were just walking was in dry. flip-flops and stuff and sandals. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know what It's you, like, it's not fair. Yeah, you should have to work this. for this more. This is going to be beautiful, <laughs> and you're just... This is like getting out and just walking over to the portage on or something. I mean, you guys are just not even prepared for what you should have to earn this more. Oh my goodness. So. And what's crazy about Horseshoe Bend is that you see the pictures and while you can like when you when you get up to see it in person, mm-hmm. it's just way better than the pictures. I mean, I can see where the pictures come from the real life experience. But it's not one of those things you're like, ah, whatever. I saw the picture. I don't need to pay the $10. All of it's like it's that, too. It's so much. It's so much prettier. Yeah. All of it's like that, too. I mean, you take these camera photos with your phone. I know. Never does as good as yeah. the human eye. So you're just like, oh, my gosh. This is a beautiful country. So, yeah, we, yeah. Went, to, and we went to Horseshoe Bend, and then we drove that one and a half hours for Monday night stay in Kanab, Utah. Mm-hmm. So oh. We, yeah. Go ahead. No, I didn't have much more to say. I was getting ready to leave. I was just going to say, Kanab was the place where I learned that you can make spaghetti in an Instant Pot. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Because we had decided, you know, hey, why don't we just run to the grocery store, just make something mm-hmm. at the place, you know, save a little money, and then we can yep. just relax. It had a really cool backyard. Everybody um, was tired. It was a long With day. the table, and, you know, we could just sit outside. We thought about grilling something. Mm-hmm. We were trying to keep it simple, like what's something that we'll make and eat and just be done, not yep. have to throw a bunch of food away. So anyway, um, yeah, it was – that was really funny because we realized – Oh, there's no stove here. You know, because it's like somebody's basement that they've mm-hmm. turned into like an apartment kind of thing. And you just assume. And we're like, oh, shoot, there's no stove. How are we going to make spaghetti? Oh, look, there's an Instant Pot. Let's see if we can do <laughs> spaghetti in the Instant Pot. So the answer is yes, you can. It and, was good, uh, too. It was good. It worked out well. We ate pretty much everything. And salad. We had Caesar salad, my mm-hmm. favorite salad. A little bag so you didn't have to buy a bunch yep. of ingredients. Yeah, because we didn't want to have to. We were not. There was no place we were staying where we were coming back the next night. Every right. night was everything a, was move on. Every town that we went through, every place <laughs> we went through, that was the only time you'd see it. So we didn't want to have to carry. We had no room for a cooler. Yeah, Our we didn't have a cooler. We had packed. waters and snacks. Yes. So and we worked on those throughout the day and just made sure we had them each day. So yep. yeah, it was pretty good. So the next morning on Tuesday we got up, drove an hour early to Zion so we could get yeah. A few things, and we couldn't do the narrows. Yeah, so you want to tell them about the narrows? The narrows are basically. Have you ever been to Zion? It's beautiful. 
unlike the grain cane, which goes down, Zion is up everywhere as you're at. So it's like 1,000 feet, 1,500 feet of rock straight up in the air. Reminds you of the movie Cars, if you've seen the cartoon. I mean, when I drove, went there the first time, I was like, this is what inspired him. It had to be. I looked it up, and that was one of the places. That and Arch is probably inspired. Yeah, I can see that. So um, it was pretty cool. And the Narrows is one of the parts where the river comes through a very early section of Zion, the very far back. And you can walk between those thousand foot walls in the mm-hmm. river. And some of the river, you know, it's it's mostly up to your knees or a bit less. And yeah. you're walking water to dry. One point where you go through up to your waist, maybe a little bit higher. I don't remember. Yeah, it was about like hip. Yeah. Yeah. In September. And you go all the way back. And the farther you go, which is about three miles back to Wall Street, the farther you go, the more people drop off and turn around and go back. But your goal is, our goal was to get to the Wall Street area, which is basically the river gets really narrow, but it's still shallow. And the walls go straight up on each side of you, probably 35 feet apart, maybe just a little bit more, maybe 50 feet apart. And it just goes straight up. So you can't even see the sun because the tops come (laughs) together so close. And that's called Wall Street. It's very beautiful. You and I made it to that. Great experience. Wouldn't take the kids there. Could not because of the snow melt and everything. They were... The water was higher than what they wanted it to be. Right. It had been closed since April. So it's yeah. like that season had not yet come around for the Narrows to be open. So September's so a good time to paying go. Paying attention to that so as that well. So the Narrows. Yeah. That, that, it's a beautiful place. So we, we weren't able to do that one, but we had a couple other hikes yeah. there. We went up to. Um, up toward up Angel's towards Landing. Angel's Landing. Mm-hmm. We didn't do Angel's Landing like I, you and I did on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now you have to do a permit. It's like a route. Um, uh, what do you call it? a lottery? Okay. So you had to put your name in for it a couple months ahead of time, I think, and be drawn for it. So you know you put your name in doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. you're going to get it because they got to control the numbers because it's it is one of the most dangerous and exciting but scary hikes in the United States, right? Because it goes straight up, follows this back spine of a rock, and on some areas it's so narrow it's like a thousand feet down on each side of you. Hmm. But you've got a chain to kind of hold on to that kind of helps you give feel a little bit more secure. And, and you're, you're not going to – it's not a two-way street. Like there's no, not enough space no. or safety for you and another hiker to be going side-by-side opposite directions. Two years ago when you and I went there and we were at the bottom <laughs> waiting our turn to go up and they were saying, okay, we need to be in 10-man groups. And you're sitting there you know, looking at your 10-man group, building them. And there's this lady, she comes down and she goes, you need to get in 10 people, 10 people at the most. And we were trying to get, we were right on the end of it, but we were the nine and 10 and we had people right behind us that were trying to get on and be 11 and 12. She goes, nope, you can only do 10. And she wasn't working. She wasn't a forest service or a park ranger. She was just a civilian. Um, and I'm thinking, man, what a Karen she is. She just wants to tell everybody what to do. And uh, it, was, it was funny. Based, little did I know is she was trying to save our lives. Because you needed to keep it 10 or less in order to be able to pass people on that trail. Because the trail was really narrow and a long, long spans of it were not passable by two groups going head to head. So you had to take your group and pull up off the trail. Well, if you were bigger than that, there's there, no there, there's no space for all of you guys to get off the trail where you're not holding on to a chain. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm thinking, so oh, space. she wasn't being a Karen. She was trying to save my <laughs> life. Thanks. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Lady out there who was at Zion a couple years ago <laughs> and so pushed me to only have 10. So, but yes. Yeah. It's still an amazing view even from 
Yeah, from where we went. Beginning point. Yeah. What's called like I think it's scouts. Scouts view or something like that. Yeah, something like that is the base of that Angel's Landing. Beautiful. It is. It's a hike. It's a hike. Yes. You're going. You're gaining a decent amount of elevation, and we wore the kids out because Deborah (laughs) and I hike a lot. So. Was it tiring for us? Yes, but nothing compared to what they were feeling. Um, and as we went up through the going towards Angel's Lane, we had the switchbacks. Yeah. And Audra was having to work through those, <laughs> and she was not feeling those steep, those inclines going through there. <laughs> and I got to one point, I was like, well, basically, we're kind of done with those. And we, I think we might have hit another set. And I was like, yeah, this is the last ones. Right. Because I was like, up around this corner up here is where we get yeah, to the Yeah, we're top. like pretty much done. Yeah. And I forgot all the place, the place called Robert's Wiggles. Yeah. So when we got to the bottom of it, I, I looked up it and there it was back and forth. And she looked over at me and she goes, you lied. And my son goes, you're just a big liar. You're just telling us things to keep us going forward. And I'm like, no, seriously, I forgot this one. Yeah, we so, put it out of our minds for a reason. But then as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I oh, apologize. Yeah, I forgot this for one. that one pretty good. Yep. But it was fun. Yep. Then we went around to Emerald Pools because we wanted to give them at least two trails. Yeah, I was trying to research. And I will tell you, if you're going to research places to hike and stuff, go to more than one website and just make sure because sometimes people embellish things a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> so, they take images and they edit them a little bit. Yeah. And make those Emerald but that's okay. Pools look more emeraldy. Well, and I must say, for a lot of people, it probably was. It was a, I have quotes in the air, it was a waterfall. Yes. You know, coming off the higher part of the mountain, you could go to the lower pool, the middle, and the higher one with the start of the waterfall. Mm-hmm. But where we live here in North Carolina, you can go up the Highlands Road, and we have something called Dry Falls, and it's huge, which is a huge waterfall, tons it's of volume. Behind. You can walk behind it, which you can do at the Emerald Pools as you well. Could. But it's like literally this trickle, or yeah, it's a spray, a good spray. Oh, but hey, we were hot; it felt good. But anyway, but. It was, it was fine. <laughs> but you add those two together. That was a long hike for them that day. Yeah, they did Zion not, they were wore done. them out. So we got in the yeah, car and we drove. Shocker. We were headed to, we were headed to Bryce Hatch. Canyon next, yeah. right? Yeah, Bryce Canyon was going to be the next day. So you and I, we all got in the car. I'm sure it was another couple hours. Yeah, because we went through the long tunnel. It was about an hour and 25 minutes or so to Hatch, Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little, literally <clears throat> little hole in the dot. wall, like not much there. But in the place to stay, it was a place to sleep for the night. Um, but it was very hatch is very small, but it does give you that little distance between Zion and Bryce. And you and I took advantage of not being as far away as we thought. Yeah, it was only like a half hour drive yeah, to Bryce Canyon, and it was early enough in the evening. It was probably yeah. like six thirty by the time you we wanted to go catch the sunset. I did, and I was thinking it was a sunset like you'd see at the beach where the sun's going down behind the water, but actually. You don't see that as much. You see the sun, the setting of the sun by the lighting on Bryce Canyon. So the Bryce Canyon goes darker. It's right. that brilliant orange and red right. and yellows. But you're just watching the shadows creep up on mm-hmm. on Bryce Canyon from the far side. It's like a reflection point. almost, yeah. So it was very, very cool. That I, I'm glad I did take you up on that. And we went up I'm and seen the sunset. I'm glad you went with me, yeah. Because I was like, okay, so here, here is a relationship tip. So this is something I've learned over my years, um, even before I got married, but I practice it now that I'm married. But don't be afraid to at least ask your person to either do something with you or to go somewhere with you or to voice, hey, I'd really like to do this, you know, and, and of course, you know, he still has the option of saying, 
yeah, you know, this, I don't think it's a good idea because of X, Y, Z, you guys can talk about it or, okay, yeah, I'll go with you, you know? Yeah. And it had, that was a day, it had been a, you know, a little rough, you know, here and there just with a couple of things. And so, um, it just worked out well for you and yes. me to get away a little bit. I mean, you kids know, not that just house. give, yeah, give the kids their space and, um, and just kind of go. And then, you know, we were able to kind of talk and joke and stuff yeah. like that. I, was that was, very cool. that was a really it was fun a great time si- for me. Cause we didn't get around to that side of Bryce Canyon. The next day. Yes. So it was good to go up on that top part and look down at Bryce Canyon. Yeah, you and I stayed the there for about an side. hour. Yeah. yeah we drove back fun. in the dark. It was very cool. It was a great little moment in the middle yeah. of the week. And so. it was so beautiful. It was yep. very pretty. So that was neat. So we got a sneak peek at Bryce. And yes. honestly, I had seen a couple pictures of Bryce Canyon. So Grand Canyon, you and I had done. Zion, you and I had done. Mm-hmm. And so here started like new stuff for you and me, which yes. is pretty cool. And Bryce Canyon, I will tell you, I was in awe again. Like it was such a cool formation of the hoodoos, how they've been like worn away over the years. And so you have these like scraggly columns that are still there. I, it just looking down into that Canyon sunset time, I was, it was just very almost ominous, but in a cool way. Yeah. We were looking forward to being, cause we were like, man, we're going to hike down there. Yes. I hope the trail we pick takes us in the hoodoos. <laughs> yeah. We weren't hundred percent sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really cool. So, so the next day we got the kids up, ate a little breakfast there in Hatch. Oh jumped yeah, on good the road. little cafe. That was good yep. little food there. And uh, that's all pretty much was in Hatch. There was a gas station yeah. across the street. <laughs> gas station, motel, yes. and cafe. <laughs> yes. So we headed to Bryce Canyon with them. And we did some research on, because we were going to do oh, the yeah. Navajo and the Queens Trail. After the Emerald Pool situation, yes. I was like, let me get a couple of different options Let's and see suggestions. see what we got going on. So we found that a couple people had recommended instead of doing clockwise, which is the way most people start that tour, they right, go down Queens left, Trail, yeah. which leads you over to Navajo and back up. Come out, yeah. We were told by many that it wasn't quite as steep going, starting on Navajo side, right? Leading over to, to Queens, right. yep. yeah. Because you'd be going out gradually on an incline, going out counterclockwise, where if you're going clockwise like everybody else. There was a bunch of switchbacks, a and it was very steep. steep switchbacks. And we that. already knew from the day before, or from Monday. <laughs> the kids are about to boycott. <laughs> yeah, in Zion, we were like, yeah, we better do this as easy as we can. So we encouraged them to let them know that we were going to take the easier route yes. for them. Because you and I would have taken... Either, uh, either way. Either way, it didn't bother yeah. for us. We just like to hike it. But what a beautiful area down in the Bryce Canyon on Navajo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't take you way deep into the... Hoodoos, but you were in the hoodoos. Yeah, you're walking amongst them. You get to see them just as much as you would be if you went farther into the canyon. So yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, really it. neat, really neat experience. So yeah, Bryce Canyon was a, I don't want to say surprise, but it was definitely a pleasant choice. Like I'm glad we had that on our calendar. It was a three mile round trip. Mm-hmm. So and I'm now the end of that one. Even it was like all the steepness was kind of in like this one little area at the end mm-hmm. of that direction yeah. we went. So I mean, you're definitely. You know, your heart rate got up there getting out of there. But, but it wasn't all the switchbacks that you would have had yeah, to come it didn't, out the other side. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So definitely recommend that, you know, counterclockwise if you're going to do that. And you mm-hmm. and you want to take it a little easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take your water. All these ones we're talking oh. about, carry water in with you. Except yeah. uh, you couldn't carry water into antelope, but all the rest of them you can but carry water But they gave water you water, yeah. Yeah, they gave you water. Yeah, because it's... That, and that's one thing. Trash a bunch of stuff behind if you're from our area, like east or southeast, it's a lot more humid here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you recognize the sweat. But when you're in the drier areas, you don't really recognize that you're losing your water. And uh, you can... Chapstick, lotion, yeah. and <laughs> You can get water. dehydrated quick. 
So we went that night, and uh, you know, after we left Bryce, we drove we three miles, about three hours. Yeah, we were headed to Moab. Moab, that night. and it was a lot. I mean, between Bryce Canyon and Moab, there was so much in changing. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It was like you'd be all of a sudden you'd be out in these like grassless we- <laughs> fields, then you'd be down in this valley. Then you'd be up in the top of the mountains where there was snow. Oh my right gosh, we saw snow. That's right. Snow and yes, yeah, so it was like snow just like, still in the summertime. I was like, what is that white summertime. stuff up there? And I drove it closer. Like sand, I'm like, but it was snow. Yeah, because so we were, we were in high. Utah then, so I was like, is it salt? Like yeah. I don't know. And yeah. sure enough, we got now there were salt deposits, but this was not. So that was kind of crazy seeing high mountains with snow on them. So we got into Moab that night on Wednesday night. Yep, and little cool little condo type you know, thing that we stayed in. Went and ate. We had a good little meal and kind of figured out a little bit about Moab. Went back up. Slept the next morning. We had a appointment at eight forty five for Outlaws. Yeah, Outlaws side by side razor off road vehicles, something type. And it was pretty cool because we booked two of those because we could drive them on our own, but there would be a tour guide and he'd be in his own vehicle. So we Mm -hmm. let Caleb and you drive. Caleb got some to drive, and you got some to drive. And then Adam and Audra drove theirs behind Mm -hmm. us or in front of us, and there was another vehicle behind us. So. We got to do Hell's Revenge in Moab. That was pretty dang awesome. Yeah. Um, that was kind of Adam's thing. Like, that was one thing that he really wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, that was Drive, drive yeah. those things. Not be driven, but to actually exactly. drive. So you, you got to pay you attention. saw people who were riding with somebody. Which is fine if they're yeah, scared. But, yeah, yeah. They're scared. I'm telling you, there were some moments when you're going, <laughs> is this thing going to make this a rollover? And that little side-by-side would climb and go down nose first. It was like made... Yes. It's like having the right tool for the job. Yes. Just let the tool do its, it's job. It seemed very scary until you found out a couple <laughs> times into it that you're like, oh, this is going to handle it. Then you got more comfortable. But problem is you don't want to get too comfortable because <laughs> you had to follow the wheels in front of you yeah. to make sure everybody stayed on the same path and nobody went off a cliff. Right, right. C-L-I-F-F. <laughs> we were still out in a place called Hell's Revenge and it wanted to get some revenge. <laughs> so you had to be very careful. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely adventurous and yes. a little bit scary, but fun. We didn't get into arches. And plus, we found out that arches... You also have to have a permit. Yeah, because it's so much traffic. Yeah. Get into marches, They're trying you, to preserve it and not have arches. so many people it was like like a three month driving ahead. in tropic. You had to go through. three months ahead. So if you go to arches, you need to make sure that you're booking your yeah. time into it. for, And you have like an hour window. So if you're set to right. go in at nine, you could be probably a little ahead. But like you, nine to ten, or yeah, nine to ten, or somewhere's that area, and you drive into arches and stuff mm-hmm. because it's so busy. And so they said that, that once you got into the park, they didn't like kick you out, but they were limiting trying to control how many, how many people yeah. in the park because it's such a popular park. Yeah, yeah, which so, is fair. You know, they're yeah. trying to preserve it, and I'm okay with that. But yeah, so we didn't quite get to see that. But um, well, and I learned too that Moab is the is the town. Like yes, we I did thought the Moab rock was crawling. a park. But yeah, was, yeah. So that was kind of Moab is a town. Arches is the national park. Hell's Revenge, which is right outside Moab, is mm. just, it's not just, but I don't know where it falls at if it's in a state park or if it's, because I know it's a client, it's a driving area. Everybody takes their Jeeps and fo- off road mm-hmm. vehicles, but it's not in Arches National Park. Right, right. Yeah, that was across the Colorado place. River from it. So, yep. So that was so fun. That night we headed up to, it wasn't Page. Was it, it was like Payson or something, but yeah. it was it was on our way to Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. City yeah. So that was going to be our final town or city Salt was Lake Salt Lake City. City, and we made most of the way. Yes, um, that night, but um, we stayed halfway, ate in the room. We had a hot I tub. I think so. 
I can't remember. Oh, yeah. We did pizzas. And yeah, stuff. we did pizzas. It was another night. We were like, let's just keep it simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That place had a hot tub. That yep. was cool. And not only that, but a pinball machine. The kids have oh, never played pinball. Right. So I told them, I said, go grab change out of the car. <laughs> and they spent a couple dollars with the quarters. quarters. Trying to fi- I didn't teach them. I just let them figure out how a pinball machine right. worked. And they played it. And Caleb <laughs> tilted it a couple times. and They're like, warning, warning. Yes. Because <laughs> he so, was trying to get a, the pinball unstuck. Adam introduced me to, to some him. of his fishing YouTube videos, videos that him and Audra yeah. watch all the time, which I really, I really love the fact that there's some opportunities for people to make a living doing what they want. And this guy, I don't remember his name or his channel, but he just basically fishes across the Southeast, does a lot of stuff in Charleston. And he goes out and fishes. He's got all these viewers. And because of that, he makes money fishing. He makes these cool videos. And I'm thinking, man, if that's what you're into, it's pretty awesome that you can go out on your own without a production crew, without anything else, and make a living doing that and feed your family. And he, I think he does very well doing that. Mm. So it's pretty cool. But that it's show is pretty, pretty interesting neat. to see what catches on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So then we're headed to Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. City. And I showed them around because we go up there for my conference every year in September for the F-16 conference in Ogden, which is a fun trip. I've been doing it since 2014 and beautiful country. And I was like, man, this is an opportunity for me to share Ogden with these guys. So when Deborah knows I'm there, she knows where I'm at. I can now picture. Yeah, she can picture (laughs) what it's like. It was a cool little town. I I really thought it had a cool vibe to it. It was clean. It was pretty. Yeah, I'm sure it has its areas, but it was pretty cool. We made sure that we got up to... Have you ever seen the movie The Sandlot? I know. I was going to add. That was Ogden, right? Yep. Okay. They filmed in Salt Lake City for the ball field. Okay. And some of the houses Which were in Salt Lake not City. not quite available to check yeah. out. But, but the, the swimming pool was in Ogden. and That's so fun. Yes. Yeah, so they we got a chance to go by there and see the swimming pool where pool. they were in the movie. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then I drove them down. We went by um, Diesel Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you guys ever caught that on... On Discovery TV Channel, now they they, do they're on, on YouTube, YouTube now, but yeah. they are a group of guys that buy and sell and rebuild and manu- um Let's see, they make them even better. They take these old Dodges, yeah, and like soup up these vehicles, and, and stuff. they sell them and stuff like that. And they make a TV show of it. It's pretty cool, and it's just the personalities. The guys are pretty good. So when we went to Salt Lake City that night and saw the actual Salt Lake, the Great Salt Lake, Lake, because I had not been there in all this time. And I was like, this is an opportunity I don't want to miss because we don't have time during the conference to get over there to it. So um, I got to the Salt Lake City, Salt Lake my first time. And it was really neat to learn that there's nothing in it besides those little brine fish, brine fish and brine flies, flies, larva. Yeah. So that was kind of gross. The whole everything, (laughs) when you walked near it, the brine flies just flew. They were like everywhere. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and so you step and like thousands of them fly and they'd land real quick. So you step again, et cetera. It's kind of mesmerizing, yes. but gross. <laughs> and, um, but I stuck my hand in the water and just cupped some water and brought it out. And it was full of those little brine fish. And that's all that's in there. Or shrimp, brine shrimp. Brine shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just little bitty tiny things. And that's all that's in right, the Right, because it's like... Pretty so saltier salt. than the ocean, so there's not you can't just have like any old fish or anything in there. I think the deepest point, I mean it's it's pretty good size lake and the deepest point mm-hmm. was thirty three feet. Yeah, yeah. That's shallower than you're expecting. It's kinda weird. So it was interesting because I have had the privilege of seeing the Dead Sea mm-hmm. over in Israel. And even though they're both like similar in a way, with their like that they both have a lot of extra salt, 
the Dead Sea, I think I looked it up and it has way more, way more salt to it and even less living things. Like it's yeah. just bacteria or, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of interesting. I mean, I'm a science girl, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was she like checking all that you. stuff out, <laughs> but, but it was cool to say that we saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we ended up. I had one last little, we went, checked into our Airbnb mm-hmm. for the night. I had one last thing, event that I wanted to do. It was kind of the cap off to the week. Um, I wanted to do it for Audra's birthday because her yeah. birthday was May 31st. Yeah, take him out for So dinner. we took him out for dinner and we went to Whiskey River, which is where I went to last year after the, at the end of the show. Um, Caleb's not 21 and we didn't realize you had to be 21 to get in yeah. there, but it's a really great place. I got a great salmon. Salmon's my favorite. I'd rather have salmon over steak anytime. So a great little bourbon bar slash restaurant, but because it had the word bar or something in right. Utah, you had to be 21 or older to get in. So we walked around the street to Market Street and... I've ate there many times with my boss. The seafood, seafood is awesome. Yeah, I had really my good. first seared tuna, ahi, Hawaiian ahi tuna, and it won't be my last. I love <laughs> that kind of sushi with seared sides on it. We're going to try and make some here on our own. Oh, boom. Yeah. Yep. We're going to sear some, blacken it, and <laughs> like to make enjoy some good it. food here. I tried yeah. a new dish tonight. Yes, it's quite tasty. Yeah. So we'll put that in the repertoire. Yeah. For sure, we well, add more of that repertoire. I don't even know how to spell it. Ripper. <laughs> don't ask. It's rip. nothing like it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning we got up, packed our stuff up, I know. went to the airport, flew back to, to the ATL. Yeah, but you know, it was awesome. God blessed us with a great trip and safety and just fun memories. Oh my gosh, like we laughed and yep. You I mean, know, it, just got through stuff, and it may have been a week long. We drove fourteen hundred miles. We did. We hiked the kids fourteen miles. You and I would have done more, but that was plenty. Okay. Caleb said that he was, was retired from hiking. He's eighteen. <laughs> He's retired from hiking for us. It's like, but that was plenty enough for them, and it it wasn't to the point where we made them miserable. They still enjoyed everything. Yeah. If we, and we pushed them too much more, it might have ended non hiking stuff. Yes, so that it tapered days. off, which I think worked out yeah. super well. Yeah. Cause if we'd have hiked them too much and forced it, it probably would have gotten to be a, ter- for them, they would have revolted. Yeah. So we <laughs> had a perfect week. It was really awesome. So, so yeah, I, whether you guys get out West or whether you, you know, just hit somewhere close to you, like hour and a half, two hours away, just, there's so many things to see in the United States. You do not have to have a passport. You don't have to fly over the ocean. Just so many beautiful things to see near you. And we'll probably, I know we're going to be writing a blog post about that week. And I've got a bunch of great 360 degree videos that I bought a camera for. And this calendar here that we set up so we could make sure we knew that every night was covered with um, Airbnbs and stuff and where we were going to be at. We're going to make that available to you. So if you ever want to kind of use it to develop your own trip between Phoenix and Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. I think it's a great little, I think it's going to be a popular little post because of that trip that we planned out and we can prove that it actually works. So it worked <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it did work pretty well. And we had enough buffer of time yes. where we weren't super crazy. Like that first morning was a little bit tight, yep. but besides that, we had good everything buffers. else, yep, it was really good. Nice yeah. time. Yeah, it was fun. So that's about it. Yeah, that's our recap. But thank you so much just for listening and hanging out. And we look forward to. Yep, and we'll be back. To, I think Monday we've got some interviews that'll be popping out there. So you won't have to worry about hearing us. Only you'll get the chance I to know. hear. We'll go back to some other people we're yeah, interviewing we'll for their stories other of our people so, to interview and learn about. So yeah, very good. We'll make sure, like I said, just um, subscribe, and uh, that way you know. Yep. When go new to our come website teamlibra.com. Visit our. Um, tourist kind of site 
for the mountains, West North Carolina, and up around Boone. From Murphy to Boone, all the 828 area code area. We call it 828vibes.com. We review um, our hikes. We show videos of our hikes. We will review restaurants and breweries, all that stuff that people just love to visit when they come to town. And uh, make sure you try and, and visit Deborah's Journey of Faith and Hope dot com. Yeah. I think you'll like that. It's very inspiring. Thanks, um, babe. Yeah. So, yeah, but fun. you know what? I love sharing. We've taken up an hour of your time, Whoa. and we are very grateful that you gave us that hour. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And yeah, definitely hit us up, Team Libra at gmail dot com. This is I the mean, first time you listen to our podcast. Go back and listen to a bunch of others because yeah, we should let be, us know. Yeah, and let us know, Team Libra at gmail dot com. I know. So, all right. Well, we're going to let you guys go. We're going to sign off. But we've we said will it eight see times. See you next time. Bye.